regarding our response to the coronavirus situation. Around 1.20 p.m. on Friday, March 13th, Davis High Principal Tom McHale issued an announcement to the entire school. DHS will be closed for instruction beginning on Monday, May, uh, March 16th. Classes are scheduled to resume on Monday, April 13th. Students could be heard clapping and cheering. But AP U.S. History teacher Michael Canna quickly dampened some of that joy. Yeah, so for all the rest of those losers, they don't have to worry about the work so much so soon. And you guys keep up with your chapter outlines, okay? The school had been buzzing all week in anticipation of a possible closure due to the threat of coronavirus also known as COVID-19. All school field trips and events had been canceled on Wednesday, March 11th, including environmental science teacher Eric Bastin's field trip to Bodega Bay. Everyone is using the recommendations they are given, and so I, I totally understand it. I mean, just because I'm upset about it doesn't mean it's not the right thing to do. Before every event was canceled, Davis High's robotics team, the Citrus Circuits, had already flown to St. Louis for a regional robotics tournament. On the first competition day, the whole tournament was unexpectedly canceled. Okay, we arrived at the building 15, 15 minutes later. later they, like, they like pull up some dude in a microphone and they're just like, get out of the building. And we're like, oh, what? That's Livy Taylor, one of the 40 students stranded in St. Louis earlier this week. Taylor and others were disappointed about the cancellation and thought the situation could have been handled better. Like we were in the building. We'd already come out to St. Louis. Like, they could have done it the night before. They could have done it earlier in the morning. They could have done it before we even left the whole state. Yeah, like, but, like, yeah. So, it could be handled better. I think our team is doing what we can. It's just very disappointing. Other events that were canceled include the rest of the speech and debate season and the Red Cross Club's blood drive, both of which are extracurriculars Junior Annie Zhao was very invested in. Our speech and debate season has basically ended prematurely because of the coronavirus uh, policies that uh, DGUSD implemented. So that means that we won't be able to go on field trips. And so we aren't allowed to go to states, even though we've made it to states. Um, we aren't allowed to go to national qualifiers. We aren't allowed to host our annual showcase. Literally everything has been like stopped. Um, and for Red Cross, we are hosting a blood drive on March 17th, but that's been canceled because, again, of the coronavirus uh, fears. In addition, all high school sports are temporarily suspended, a fact particularly devastating for DHS seniors who are playing their last season this spring. Senior Sophia Young has played lacrosse seven years in total and is upset that her last season is being cut short. I mean, it's definitely not how I want to end my senior year. Uh, I really enjoy lacrosse, so I don't want to have to, you know, not be able to play. Um, but I also know that, like, it's a big health concern. Many students are more concerned about the disrupting effect that coronavirus is having on their daily lives than the threat of actually contracting the disease. But junior Jason Kubik has reason to be more worried for his health because of his historically weak immune system. Because I have a weaker immune system, like the, like, um, younger people, like babies and the elderly, I'm, uh, I could like die or have serious effects from the coronavirus. So that's why I was 
worried about it and stayed home. Cubic stayed home last week because of a headache and a fear of contracting coronavirus. Because I was already sick, I was just kind of worried. Me and my family were worried, and we thought it was best to just stay home and not risk getting the coronavirus. During the next month, Cubic will be practicing home isolation, something he's far too familiar with due to all the previous times he's been out of school sick. When I get sick, I have to, like, stay home for long periods, and, like, now I have to stay home. And it definitely takes away from other things I could be doing, and staying home from school is sometimes difficult because I have to then catch back up. So, yeah, it definitely has an effect. Cubic, like any student, is confronted now with a massive amount of free time that he doesn't know what to do with. I mean, obviously, staying home a lot, but, yeah, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do, I guess. It is still unclear at this time whether or not any DJUSD schools will start online instruction. In his statement put out on Friday, Superintendent John Bowes mentioned no form of alternative instruction, but did state that breakfast and lunch meals will still be available throughout the district for students that rely on them. Outside of just the actions that DJUSD is taking, the city government UC Davis and private residents are taking steps to prevent the spread of COVID-19 in our community. To get more into this, I spoke with Caleb Hampton, a reporter for the Davis Enterprise, who has been following this story. Welcome to the news cycle, Caleb. Thank you, Iris. What specifically has the city government, what kind of resources have they put out or statements related to how Davis citizens should be handling the coronavirus. Yeah, so the last thing that I saw from the city of Davis is that uh, Davis is adopting the guidelines that Yolo County has put out. I think those guidelines say that large events should be canceled. Uh, Small events shouldn't proceed either unless six feet of distance between one person and the next can be maintained. So, I mean, they're all kind of uh, guidelines being issued right now at the federal, state, county, and city level, and they all kind of more or less are in line with the idea of uh, social distancing and staying inside um, if you're showing symptoms or if you think you could have had exposure to someone who was infected. And how have you seen Davis citizens react in their personal lives to what seems like a pandemic that will absolutely hit Davis in the near future? Um, How have people reacted? I think the last 48 to 72 hours, there's really been a shift in terms of people realizing that this is coming and that there are going to be significant lifestyle changes, behavioral changes that we're all going to have to make. I mean, in terms of what practical steps people are taking. I know a lot of people are working from home now, some by choice, some by because they've been told to. And um, I know school closures are going to be hugely significant to people's daily lives. I was just on the phone with um, a CEO at a medical clinic who said that now they're trying to Uh, Her staff is trying to figure out what they're going to do because now a bunch of medical staff who need to be at work to respond to uh, public health issues are now trying to figure out 
who's going to take care of their kids during the day. Um, mm -hmm. So that's another thing. I know uh, some parents with kids in college have had to go and move, help their college age students move out of dorms because colleges are, are closing down. Mm -hmm. So I think, I mean, there are really dramatic changes that are going on in people's everyday lives. So I think everyone's uh, just kind of trying to figure figure that out right now. And as of recording this on Friday, March 13th, what is the situation going on at UC Davis? So UC Davis, uh, today, uh, today's Friday, today's the last day of uh, instruction at UC Davis. I know that they gave, they didn't cancel in-person classes at UC Davis. They gave professors uh, basically the option to finish out the semester remotely if they wanted to and uh, they canceled the whole university or the whole campus I should say canceled uh, in-person final exams and so now we've pretty much arrived at finals week for UC Davis and then the following week is a uh, spring break a lot of UC campuses have already announced what spring quarter or the rest of the semester is going to look like UC mm -hmm. Davis hasn't made an announcement about that yet so I think um, students and faculty at UCD are still waiting to find out uh, what exactly that's going to look like but based on who I've talked to everyone is kind of assuming that it's not going to be in-person classes unless for some reason UCD comes to a different conclusion than pretty much every other school um, but everyone seems to think that's unlikely at this point so probably that will mean some kind of uh, remote learning I know that I think the tuition deadline for spring quarter at UC Davis is on Sunday so some students were kind of raising concerns about not knowing what the quarter is going to look like before they have to pay for it mm -hmm. and I guess if not knowing what tuition is going to be, if they're going to discount it, or if they're going to keep it the same, and students not knowing, is it maybe worth it to some students to pay full tuition for a quarter that's only going to be online? You know, do students want to save their money in order to get the best value, the best learning value for it by just sitting a quarter out and then resuming in the fall? or are students going to want to try and earn the credits however they can so that they can graduate on time. Um, thank you so much for talking to me about this. Yep, thank you very much. As of March 13th, there are two confirmed cases of COVID-19 in Yolo County, but only 15 people in total have been tested. The actual number of COVID-19 cases in the county is expected to be much higher but limits on testing availability prevent officials from confirming that. Governor Newsom announced on Sunday that all bars statewide would be closed and that all persons over 65 are advised to stay in their homes. UC Davis announced that the annual Picnic Day Festival would be canceled amidst the pandemic. The effects that the coronavirus is having on the Davis community are ongoing and the Blue Devil Hub will continue providing updates as events progress. The news cycle is produced by the Blue Devil Hub in collaboration with the Davis Enterprise. Iris Harshaw is the producer. 
Dahlia Kraus is the assistant producer, and Daniel Ruiz Jimenez is the studio recording engineer. To support the work that we do at the Blue Devil Hub, please subscribe to The News Cycle wherever you listen to your podcasts. And to view the other work of student journalists at Davis High, visit thebluedevilhub.com. Thank you for listening. See you next time, Davis.